Entrepreneur on Fire 998. Do more of what you do well, not just more. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Ignite. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Ready to start growing your team? Try ZipRecruiter for free and get your perfect candidate today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FIRE. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash FIRE. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash FIRE. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Matt Stewart. Matt, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Matt is the co-founder and co-CEO of National Services Group, a $60 million home improvement company. One of his companies, College Works Painting, teaches college students how to be entrepreneurs by running a small house painting company for the summer. This program has launched hundreds of successful entrepreneurs into the world. Matt, take a minute. Fill in any blanks from this intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. All right. Yeah, we've we've probably launched thousands of uh, entrepreneurs into the entrepreneurial world because we're one of the only opportunities for people to actually practice entrepreneurship while they're still in college. So we're really proud of that. And we've got lots of success stories from our alumni. We've been in the business for over 20 years. And coincidentally, we don't, we don't really uh, consider ourselves a painting business. We consider ourselves a recruiting and training business, but we are the largest residential painting company in the country, despite working with seasonal students as our managers. Well, you have a lot of things going on. So if someone comes up to you at a networking party and they're like, Matt, what exactly do you do? What's your answer? Well, that depends. Sometimes I say I just paint houses because I don't want to talk for very long. (laughs) And that usually ends the conversation. But my typical answer is we teach university students to run businesses by actually giving them a business to run in the summer and letting them enjoy that leadership experience. So what I kind of want to do now is talk about your entrepreneurial origin story. And you know, that's not the day you became an entrepreneur, but the day you came to do what you're currently doing right now. So take us to that transition period, to that leap moment. Like, what is that story? Well, the day I started doing what I'm currently doing right now was the day I became an entrepreneur and the day I figured out what entrepreneurship was because I really didn't know what it was. And if I look back at my life, you know, I was that kid painting rocks and selling pet rocks and setting up lemonade stands and mowing lawns and doing yard work and cleaning people's houses. I was always working. And while I did have other jobs for other people, most of my employment was self-employment with my dad as the head inspector. So my origin started really uh, being my own employee, but I, I guess outsourcing quality control to my father at the time I thought was a horrible idea. But looking back, that showed me the value of hard work and the value of doing it right the first time because I had to mow many a lawns a second time. <laughs> 
based on my dad's input. Uh, I went to college in, in, in sunny Santa Barbara, California with the goal of becoming a lawyer. Like most people going to college, I really didn't know what jobs were out there, and I stumbled into business actually preparing for my legal career. Oh. I worked for a company that did exactly what we do. And lucky for me, that company fell apart and we were able to restart it and buy some of the assets when I was uh, in my early 20s. So currently today, what are the different ways that you generate revenue? We have three different brands within National Services Group. One's the one we're talking about, CollegeWorks, that we generate revenue by by painting people's houses uh, but the real passion that we have is teaching leadership and entrepreneurship to people in college. We also have Empire Community Construction, which is a more typical construction company that refurbishes and restores apartment communities, hotels, and homeowners associations. And then lastly, we have an investment business that started off as a real estate development business and now is a a property-owning company, and we invest in uh, startup ventures. Uh, our alumnus have an opportunity, if they've been through the CollegeWorks program, to pitch us as angel investors, and we use that third company to invest in those companies. Now, Matt, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs, small business owners, soon-to-be entrepreneurs, and they let a lot of things hold them back. You know, the logo, the name, the website design. Now, you have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of revenue coming in from a lot of different areas. And to be honest, you know, your website is pretty darn plain. I mean, what do you want to share about that? I mean, I, I, I love what it says that it doesn't have to be this incredible, huge investment in time commitment before you launch anything. And, and it seems to work for you. Funny that you say that. I will have someone audit our website uh, <laughs> to, to make sure it's not considered plain. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in the little things uh, uh, that don't generate revenue, and they get the things done on their daily schedule that's more interesting to them, maybe, or more fun, like building a website. You have a product at the end that you can look at, as opposed to just knocking on doors or making phone calls or uh, um, driving revenue. When we start businesses, you know, we do the modeling on the spreadsheet, but really where we put our energy, energy is test, testing the model. So before we have any websites or materials or logos or any of that fancy stuff, we actually start doing sales to see if the sales model works and start testing our assumptions on conversion rates and revenue averages. And all the things that really matter to a business, we'll build our website over every three years. So the one you're looking at is only three years old. Um, we're going to have to keep doing it every three years. Why spend all my energy building a website before I figure out if I can e even bring in any revenue? So we usually start with that. There's a number of things you said there that I love. Driving revenue, Fire Nation. I mean, that needs to be hammered into your heads when you're starting off with your entrepreneurial journey because you need to be extending your runway in every way, shape, and form. And the only way to extend that runway, well, there are only a couple ways, is number one, keep costs low, and then number two, drive revenue. And Matt, you talk about sales and, you know, unfortunately, some entrepreneurs kind of cringe about this when the reality is we are all in sales, period. If we are not as entrepreneurs, focus on the sales and whatever that means for product services and communities, Fire Nation, you are not going to have a long runway. So I want to flip the mindset here 
And just realize, Fire Nation, you are obligated to sell because your obligation to sell, number one, is getting product services that you believe in into the hands of your clients. And number two, it's going to allow you to continue to do so and amplify your message. So, Matt, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about now, but what I really want to focus on is your journey as an entrepreneur and specifically within that journey, your worst entrepreneurial moments thus far. What is that moment? Take us there and really tell us that story. John, that's a perfect lead-in because I made a mistake when I was talking to the Fire Nation. It's not just about sales. It's about profitable sales. Profitable so you're sales. right. Yeah, you're right with cost control and driving revenue. And my worst entrepreneurial story has to do with driving revenue, but forgetting about the profit, mm. which I'm sure a lot of the Fire Nation audience has experienced before. We made a big mistake and we drove revenue trying to build a $100 million business, and we weren't thinking about profit enough. And every turn, every day we woke up to something new that was cutting into our profitability, and yet we kept putting good money after bad, good money after bad, and not making adjustments. And the, and the story I'm talking about is the day that my three partners and I, we had, we had a wonderful partnership, the four of us. We had branched our business across the United States and every state we operate in, we created a new partnership with a new equity owner in that state. And we just had this fantastic business teaching university students to run businesses. And we had started up our construction company as well. And we just believed in partnership and we believed in leveraging each other's strengths. And we entered into a very bad partnership in, uh, in 2005, that not only did it cause us to uh, basically go bankrupt with that partnership, we, we didn't declare bankruptcy, but we lost all our money. But the distraction of focus nearly tanked our entire business. And at the end of a few years, we had no retained earnings, uh, maxed out all of our lines of credit. Um, we were borderline insolvent. And we had to shut a few of our businesses down and refocus on our core businesses. Wow. And so where we went wrong in this horrible, horrible journey was, first off, we analyzed the partnership. And before we even got into the business, we looked at it as a bad idea. We didn't think we were going to be able to make money. It was a month-to-month -month contract. The partnership was with a giant retailer, and they had the right to pull out of the partnership at any times. We had very tight margins in the modeling, but the mistake we made was we were focused on greed and the dream of building this $100 million company and selling it. And by being fueled with greed, instead of fueled with passion as we had been, in every one of our other businesses, we were going down the wrong rabbit hole. And in the end, every actually every single time I've ever been motivated by money, instead of motivated by the process or the product or the people, I've always lost. And this time we lost, you know, to a level that I couldn't even imagine. Right before the recession started, we basically wiped our whole balance sheet clean because we didn't pay attention to what made us successful to begin with. So there's a book that I think just really talks about this in a powerful way. Past guest, Michael Michalowicz, wrote the book, Profit First. And in this book, Matt, I mean, he just goes into such detail 
about how people do focus on the wrong things, driving revenue, making $10 million, but having $12 million in expenses or overhead or XYZ, where the company that generates $200,000 in revenue, but actually profits $100,000 is much better off because they have $100,000 in the bank at the end of that year. So Fire Nation, always be looking at the profit first. So, so critical, so clear. I love that message. And Matt, let's, let's tell another story now. This one's going to be an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb that you've had go on at some point in your journey. You've had a lot of these, but what's the story that you know is going to resonate with Fire Nation? Tell us that story. Well, it'll be a continuation of the last story because I get much of my learning from pain and not enough of my learning from the successes. Mm. And by going through this partnership and doing everything wrong and losing all of our, our money, we were able to sit back uh, when it was all over and look at the lessons. And there were some big ones for me, for me in particular. The first one, um, we have what I call an inner marketer. Every entrepreneur has an inner marketer inside them. And it's the thing that tells them that they can do it when everybody else says they can't do it. And it's because of the inner marketer that we have the inventions that we have, we have the progress that we have. The inner marketer is really what drives entrepreneurship. However, sometimes it gets a little out of control and sometimes it clouds our judgment. And in our case, our inner marketer was telling us we could do anything. And we had not analyzed our business opportunities and compared them to our core competencies. And we hadn't really analyzed to see is this something we should be doing? Does it align with our core competencies? Is it doing more of what we do well, or is it just doing more? And our inner marketers convinced us that everything was okay over and over and over when we should have stood back and managed it a little bit with analytics. And so I suggest, and what I learned from it was, was let that inner marketer run rampant, um, let it fill you with confidence, but it's important to have people, if not yourself, have someone else analyze and second guess and question the gregarious, overly optimistic entrepreneur to just double check that they're doing the right thing. That was a first lesson. A second big lesson was, was to focus on our core competency. And back then we didn't understand what our core competency was. So like I just said, we just kept doing more and more and more. We thought our core competency was selling. So anything that involved selling, we wanted to do. And we learned the hard way that core competency is much more uh, tightly defined than that. And when we figured out how to define our core competency, we could then branch into new businesses that aligned with that core competency and new offerings that aligned with the core competency instead of reinventing ourselves like most entrepreneurs do. And then lastly, and this is important because uh, yesterday was my wife's 40th birthday. <laughs> lastly, I learned to ensure that my spouse lives the same lifestyle as I do because I lost all the family money. I lost all the family savings. I had to sell the cars and the wine and the art and put a for sale sign in front of my house. And at the same time, I had a, a position that allowed me to travel quite extensively all over the world. Um, I was, you know, living on uh, living a lifestyle that my wife wasn't living and while I was you know eating filet mignon at the Ritz Carlton on a business trip somewhere in the world my wife was at home eating mac and cheese and hot dogs with the kids and we we 
there began to be a little bit of a problem over the course of my personal recession because I wasn't living in a recession and my wife was. And, you know, lastly, you know, because of these mistakes and these errors, I learned the value of working on partnerships. I worked on the partnership with my wife. I worked on the partnership with my children. And I worked on the partnership with my business partners and actually looked at that as something to be developed and analyzed and built on because I realized that those things don't just take care of themselves. And it took this big disaster to open up my eyes. But looking back, it was probably the the worst thing that happened at the time, the best thing that happened in the long run. There are so many value bombs, Fire Nation, coming out of there. You know, number one, I just have to share that one of my favorite hours every single week is 8 to 9 a.m. every single Wednesday. That's when I sit down with two of my mastermind buddies and we just talk. You know, we go over our successes, our failures over the week and I run ideas by them. It's, it's keeping a pulse on your business by getting the opinions of people who you know, like, and trust. That's so critical. And that's the first thing that Matt really dove into. The second thing is finding that core competency and, and really just focusing and honing in on that. And then the value of partnerships and not just partnerships in your business, but in your relationship, you know, in your marriage, in your family, whatever that might be, you need to work on those partnerships. So, there's a lot, Matt, that can come out of there, but if you could just sum it up in one sentence from that just realization that you had, what do you want to make sure that Fire Nation walks away with? One sentence, do more of what you do well, not just more. And it takes outside analytics to discover that. Matt, you have some strengths as an entrepreneur, obviously. We're going to get to one in a second, but what would you say your biggest weakness is? Lack of detail orientation. I'm not a detail-oriented person. I'm a rule breaker, and that creates problems when account when interacting with accountants and adjusters and auditors. All the detail-oriented rule followers, I can sometimes clash. And what I've learned is to make more time for them and to slow myself down and to pay attention to the details when they bring them to me because it's the, you know, the devil's in the details. And I have people around me that their job is to focus on details. And my job is to make sure I let them do that and listen when they're pointing things out to me because I'm not that person. What's your biggest strength? Biggest strength would be the regard I bring to people. We have a, we have a democratic business with lots of people running it and it works just fine despite 20 years of people telling us it wouldn't. Um, we have, give a lot of, uh, uh, we empower people and give them a lot of uh, choice and let them make judgments. And it's worked very well for our culture and our business. And it, you know, the partnerships have truly turned into, uh, more than the sum of the equal parts because everybody's allowed to, uh, leverage their strengths and, and make decisions and move forward on their own. What's the one thing that you are most fired up about right now? I'm most fired up right now about helping university students this summer figure out their ideal employment. We've identified a gap between you go to university and you're told to pick a major and pick a career within four years, and nobody really understands their personality profile, and they don't understand the massive quantity of jobs out there. They know of like 30 jobs. So we're automating a process that we're going to donate to the world 
and use our business as a beta test to help people identify their personality profile and then match it up to future careers so they're more scientific in their career selection, hopefully avoiding midlife crises later later on down the line. Wow, love that. And Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to hire but not sure where to find the best candidates? I know the feeling. We only have so much time in a day, and we all know that hiring can be a tough process. The time commitment, having to sift through resume after resume, investing your time in multiple interviews, plus posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. Good news. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly masked to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once and Within 24 hours, your candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. All you have to do is choose your top candidates. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it today for free. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go someplace else. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. There are a lot of great reasons smart business people trust LegalZoom.com. For starters, if you want to incorporate, form an LLC or nonprofit, file a patent or trademark, and get a DBA and more, LegalZoom helps you start the right way. Over the past decade, they've helped more than a million business owners just like you. But did you know that LegalZoom is also your first stop when you need advice from an attorney? LegalZoom's not a law firm, so they've assembled a network of independent attorneys in most states to provide legal advice and other useful services to help you run your business. So whether you need a contract reviewed or advice or whether you should incorporate or form an LLC, whatever your legal question, start with LegalZoom. And as always, they provide complete transparency with upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Make the right choice for your business at LegalZoom.com today. And don't forget to enter FIRE at checkout to save even more. Again, Enter FIRE at checkout at LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Matt, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I sure am. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I was held back from becoming an entrepreneur by not knowing what entrepreneurship was, not knowing how to spell it, not knowing it existed. I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which isn't a mecca for entrepreneurship (laughs) in an era that didn't pump entrepreneurship through the media. And I didn't know it was out there until it came and smacked me in the face. A lot of people still can't spell entrepreneur. I know that, Matt. (laughs) Having entrepreneur on fire is a domain. I still struggle. But what's the best (laughs) advice you've ever received? Learning about disk testing and personality profiling and how that applies to myself and my interactions and filling the seats in our business with the right types of personality. I've had a lot of great advice from a lot of networking groups and peer groups and mastermind groups. I I couldn't understand existing without them. So picking one was very difficult, but that's the thing I'm using the most today. So it's at least in the top 10 pieces of advice I've ever received. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Personal habit that contributes to my success? I would focus on my planning style. I, uh, I don't just put in my deadlines. I put in the time slots I need to prepare. So I have it blocked in my calendar ahead of time. I review my calendar every night. 
I go back in time to make sure I, I don't forget things. And so I always seem to have more time than I need because I'm doing things before they're urgent. And I always seem to not sweat the deadlines. I'm, I'm the least busy the day before a vacation because things get done way before they become urgent due to my planning system. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Internet resources, I'm, I'm pretty lame. I, I, I would say Google Doc and Uber Conference Call are the two I use most. Um, and we use the heck out of uh, Google Docs to manage, to manage information and collect information. But unfortunately, I'm pretty plain when it comes to the internet. I use what, I, I use what works every day. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? If I was going to recommend just one book, and I could recommend 10, but if I had to pick one, I would say Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And the reason why I'd recommend that is I believe a lot of business theory actually came from people who read that book. And it seems like the source material for a lot of psychology and business theory. And why not go to the source material? Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. And Matt, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? With a laptop and $500, first thing I would sit down and I would brainstorm business ideas that align with my core competency, which is hiring and training high potential individuals. And I'd sit there and spend a day brainstorming a list, keep coming back to that list. And then at the end of that day, I'd select two of those businesses to create a model around, and I'd spend day two creating a model with a plan and metrics and actions. And day three, right as I started implementing the action plans, I would go join a networking group, a mastermind-type group, so I could share my ideas uh, on day three, four, five, six, and seven as I executed my plan and began hiring the people that were going to make my vision a reality. And by day seven, I would hope to have my first dollar in revenue. I think that would be a reality, Matt. And let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. One parting piece of guidance, I would lean on that networking group that you mentioned before, Mastermind, EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization, YPO, Young Presidents, Vistage. There's plenty of them out there. I strongly recommend that entrepreneurs find someone or some group to bounce ideas off of, to to use for accountability purposes, to develop their brain. Every great athlete has a coach, so should every entrepreneur. And the best way to get a hold of me would be to visit collegeworks.com or to email me at mstuart at nsgmail.com. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Matt and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Matt in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with his book, resource recommendation, everything that we've been talking about, his website, all is going to be on that show notes page. And Matt, I just want to thank you 
for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much, John. This was fantastic. This episode is supported by Sidekick by HubSpot. Sidekick is the ultimate email advantage, providing you with seamlessly integrated email tools for Gmail, Apple Mail, and Outlook. With Sidekick, you can receive live notifications when someone opens and clicks on your emails, so you have powerful contact insight right in your inbox. Go to getsidekick.com slash fire to get your first month of Sidekick for free and to see why 200,000 other users love Sidekick. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Text PARADISE to 33444 to claim your spot today. That's PARADISE to 33444. Have an inspired day and ignite.